a great God. What a great God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glad to see every one of you, our visitors. Glad to have Angelie with us this morning. Appreciate our visitors. Let's give our visitors a hand. We're glad you're with us today. Love worshiping the Lord with, with new folks. Yes, yes, yes. We start a new series today. So if you're here, this will be lesson one. And um, I, I really enjoyed the last one. This was a great series, and uh, I think this one's going to really uh, help us too. This is discipleship class, just as a reminder. That, uh, we, you know, we can still refer to it as Sunday school, and, but it's, uh, ours is helping us as we move forward living for the Lord, how we can better ourselves. We, we hadn't yet arrived. Even Paul said, look, you know, I haven't attained yet. It's, I'm not there yet, but I'm getting there. And I'm, I'm not going to back up from where I have attained. I'm not going to start going backwards. I'm going to keep moving forward. But uh, that's it. Paul said, I, but this, this is what I do. I reach forward. I keep moving forward. And so I want to keep doing that. And uh, the idea for this series, the name of the series is Marked. Uh, you've been marked. And so for the whole series, the lesson, the idea is that when we will humbly present ourselves before God as broken and flawed. Yeah, that's us. Still got stuff, don't we? Yeah. You know, the Bible says if we think ourselves to be something when we're nothing, well, we deceive ourselves. It's, uh, we don't, don't think of ourselves as more than we are. Think of yourself as who you are, God's creation, but uh, we are still on the wheel, and he's still molding us. And so, But if we will present ourselves honestly, humbly, broken, flawed, that God will transform us. I believe that. I believe when we stay under his hand, he will transform us, and then he will mark you for his purpose. You become his, and uh, he applies his name. His, you're going to be different when the blood's applied. So that's, that's, that's the truth. You're going to be different when you, when you start serving him. So, so let's, let's just read our opening uh, verse this morning, John chapter 20. This is after Jesus has uh, been crucified and resurrected. And this is uh, Thomas, his comments after that. The other disciples have said, we have seen the Lord. John 20 and 25, the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, put my finger into the print of the nails, thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So we know the, the whole series idea, the lesson idea is that if we will humbly present ourselves before God as broken and flawed, that he will use our testimony to bring salvation to the lost. He saved you for somebody else. Let's, let's pray together for the lesson. Jesus, thank you today for your presence. Lord, for all you've done for us. And Lord, thank you for your word. Let us receive this into our hearts. Let it be good ground. Let it grow. Let it help us, mature us. 
And Lord, we want to be ready to meet you when you come. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Now give him another hand clap and shout for his word. Praise God. You can be seated. Praise God. This is marked by salvation. When uh, we were saved, something definitely happened. You are not the same anymore. Uh, God has uh, called us out of darkness into marvelous light. That's different. Things always look different in the light than they do in the dark. Peter said, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. There'll be something that someone can see. You have to be careful that uh, in the world, there's a lot of people that think, you know, because that it, it doesn't matter if people see anything or not. It's just what's on the inside. I, I, I know that, it, that the transformation starts inside. There's no doubt about it. But it will progress outwardly. Uh, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A candle uh, that is lit is not hid under a bushel, but it is put on a candlestick so that it will give light to everyone that's in that room. Anybody that's near that candle will see the light. And so, uh, and also he said, they, they should see your good works. So that they can glorify your Father in heaven. God will get the glory for it. It's not to glorify us. It's not to say, hey, look what I am. I have arrived. Look who I have become. But it's look what Jesus has made out of broken mess. <laughs> look what Jesus did with junk. You know, he has repurposed us. That's a big deal today. You know, things, uh, a lot of people who are very crafty people, they, they like to repurpose things and they, I mean, just making, you know, new items out of old stuff. Uh, the the pallet, the old pallet from somebody's job or work has become, you know, coffee tables and beds and, you know, counters and just people make stuff out of pallets. Take take it apart and put it up on the wall and now you got an accent wall. And it used to, you know, people used to set cat food on it at the grocery store, but now it's it's on your wall in a lot of decorative colors and you know it's and it looks great people walk in that's amazing what is that? It's a cat food palette <laughs> you know well there, there was a lot of things we were that we're not anymore but god can see you know you don't hang up a you know, or set a, a palette you don't just say well you know i got this so i can keep cat food on it and that's that's what it stays that's not why you got it. You wanted it because you wanted it to be something better, something nice, something that uh, had the touch of somebody else's, a creator's hand on it that could say, hey, this is what I want to make. I want people to see this. And um, the palette will not make itself into that wall. It will take somebody to make it. Uh, and just like we can't make ourselves anything, God will make us that way. He is the potter, and we are the clay. And so he can mold us and shape us as he sees fit. And so when people walk in, they see, wow, this is they, no evidence that there was ever anything else. You know, they, they, they could not tell you where that came from. It's different. Look at that. It's, that was a pallet, really? 
because you put nice stain on it or you hung something else on it. It's beautiful. And that's what God does. And I think that there is a part that where God does things in our lives that people can't, and they shouldn't be able to always tell where you came from. One of the greatest compliments I ever got was years after I had been in church. I was not raised in the, in the church, and uh, so I just lived my life the way I wanted to and did the things I wanted to do, lived a rough life, really. And But after many years of being in the church and uh, was talking to somebody, I had kind of shared my testimony one day, and uh, someone, a, a lady that had been raised in church, she said, I never would have guessed that you had never, that you were not raised in the church just because it just seems like you're so comfortable here and just you, know, you, you just can't tell I said praise God I said I'm glad I'm glad that for you to know those things I have to actually tell you that you can't still see me doing the things that I once did being the person that I once was I, I've been marked by his salvation something changed me I've become a child of God and so as we read in this lesson today we uh we're talking about the, the marks that Jesus has received. Thomas uh, has, uh, wherever he was at the first day that Jesus appeared to them, I don't know, but when he shows up, they begin to tell him, well, we've seen the Lord. Unless I see the marks, I'm just not going to believe that. Jesus had been marked by what had happened uh, in his his uh, obedience to the Lord. He had marks in his body that would identify him as the Savior. And those marks were there for everyone to see. It wasn't uh, just, you know, poor old Thomas. Bad, bad rap for Thomas. You know, I, I understand how, you know, we've made mention about how the Scripture still refers to Rahab as Rahab the harlot bless her but, but you know it's it's you know after you know hundreds and hundreds of years later they they write a, a chapter on faith and here's Rahab the harlot <laughs> but anyway uh Thomas doubting Thomas that's not even scriptural it only say doubting Thomas nowhere his the Lord just said don't doubt but he yeah he did doubt but he wasn't the only one that doubted when you read Luke's account of this uh, appearance of Jesus, when he shows up into the, that room where Thomas is not, it said they were terrified. They were affrighted. That's, that's really scared. And he said, wait a second. He said, why, do, why are you troubled and why do thoughts arise? They didn't know what, who he was. They didn't, he said, come here and see. Behold, look at my hands. Look at my feet. See the marks in my body. You know, it is me. It's me myself. Here I am. It, it is I, the Lord. It's, you see the marks in my hand, the marks in my side. You see all these things. It's me. It said that even then, even though the joy was beginning to rise up, it said they still didn't believe. And he had to eat something in front of them to show them that I'm the Lord. But nobody ever says, oh, doubting Peter. 
No doubting Mary or doubting Mark or nobody else was there. It was old Thomas, so he got singled out because he said, except I see what y'all have seen. He only asked to see what they have seen. I just want to see what y'all have seen. I want to see uh, the Lord. I want to see what happened. So uh, when uh, Jesus had showed his disciples, it, let's back up in John tw- uh, chapter 20. In verse 20, it says, when Jesus uh, said, peace be unto them, he showed them his hands and his side. And in this account, it says, then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Uh, he didn't, maybe he just felt bad, didn't want to tell on them that they were scared and terrified. And, but uh, they saw this. This is the Lord. The Lord had told them, if you destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. There's going to be some marks if you destroy this temple. He kept uh, these marks, these prints, uh, so that he could testify of who he was. These marks in his body uh, were to help them be at ease. It was to help them believe. And then in verse uh, 27 and 28, this is what uh, Jesus says to Thomas when he shows up. Uh, He says to Thomas, reach here your finger, behold my hands, and reach here your hand and thrust it in my side. He said, don't be faithless, but believing. And Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And we always think that Jesus was rebuking him. He said, but uh, look, don't just be uh, faithless, but be believing. Just like he had told the other guys. But just because Thomas doubted, and then the next words, of course, Jesus said, well, because you see me, you've believed. But blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Well, the other cats were in the same boat. But old Thomas got picked out. Look at old Thomas. Doubting Thomas. He wasn't rebuking Thomas. He said, from this point on, you've you've seen this. He said, now, when he was talking about those that would believe but have not seen, he's talking about us. He's talking about to the rest of the world that the gospel is going to be preached to. He's not saying, Thomas, you should have just believed at their word. Why? Maybe they were hysterical from all the events that had gone on. Maybe they thought they had recognized me. He said, so I'm going to have to see something that I know the Lord has done before I believe this. He, he already believed the Lord. He followed him. He was with him. He was one of the 12. He was there with him through all the miracles. He was there. He saw everything that happened. And maybe... Just maybe, like us, when something terrible and tragic happens, we start to doubt a little bit. He had watched Jesus die a horrible death. Not just he looks like he's dead. There's no doubt about it. I watched him pierce his side with that sword. He's dead. I watched him wrap him up and carry him off and put him in the tomb. He's dead. This is horrible. It's tragic. It's has broke my heart. It's, it's maybe confused because I thought he was the Messiah. Now he's dead. And, and I know he said he would raise up in three days. But, but this is just too plain. It happened. I saw it. I watched it. So for him to say, unless I can see somebody walking around with prints in their hands and a, a scar on their side, I'm not going to believe it's the Lord. Because anybody could just show up and say, hey, I'm the Messiah. I, somebody, hey, what if there was somebody around in that day that said, I heard Jesus say that. So I'm going to go get me a robe that kind of looks like his. And I'm going to pop in that room one day and just say, hey, I'm back. They're so 
mind blown. Maybe they'll believe it or buy it. I'm going to have to see evidence of the work that was done. And this is evidence of what happened to Jesus. He was nailed to the cross. They pierced his side, and it was evident. And that evidence helped them to believe. See, it, it, sometimes I, I just think we look at this passage of Scripture uh, as, well, I ain't going to be like Thomas. Look, I'm not going to seek after a sign. But uh, when somebody says God has changed their life, I'm going to see fruit of it. The scripture says you shall know a tree by the fruit that it bears. A a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree bears good fruit, right? That's just it. So when God changes us, we're going to bear good fruit. We're going to be marked by the work that he's done in our life. It's going to be evident to people that they can see something has happened. You tell people all day long you're different, but until they see you act different, Oh, you, 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 know, you get in trouble with that when you're a teenager when you want to fit in. People say, you know, a kid never wants to feel like he's out of, out of the, out of the clique, out of the group. Out of, so everybody's like, yeah, you, you ever been here? And they're like, oh yeah, I've been there. I've been there. And you start, to, and they start talking about it, and you realize they ain't been there. You know, everybody's like, hey, we're going down here to swim. You, you can swim, can't you? Oh yeah, I can swim. Now they're pulling you out of the water because you can't swim. It's evident now. Look, when God gets done with you, it's going to be evident that there's been a work done. You can talk about what he did inside your heart all day long, and and that's where it's going to start. But it's going to produce outward because out of our hearts, are the issue of life. That's what the Lord says. It's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we speak because we have believed. I believe, therefore I've spoken. I believed in him. My life, my walk, my talk, my actions, what I do and don't do will be different when the Lord's done with me. The way I treat others is going to be a mark. Jesus said, you know how the world will know that you're my disciples? When you have love one to another. That's a mark. The Bible says there is the fruit of the Spirit that should be evident in our life. Once we become His, we are marked by His salvation. And, and so what Jesus did for Thomas was He specifically showed him what other people had already seen. It wasn't like, okay, Thomas, I guess I'll show you too. He wasn't like that with them. He just, he saw, Wow. They don't even, they can't, they don't understand who, that it's me. Look, see who, it, it's me. It's me. Hey, he didn't have to even eat in front of Thomas. As soon as he, he showed him that stuff, Thomas just fell down and said, Whoo, my Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. He said, well, Thomas, because you have seen, you have believed. But he didn't say, I can't believe, Thomas, it took you seeing to believe. That's not even what he said. He said, because you have seen, you have believed. Well, hey, maybe all the believing ain't in the sin. We walk by faith and not by sight. I get that. That's for us. But when you believe the Lord, when you see some things, you will believe it. If I tell you I've got $5 in my pocket, you say, I don't believe it. And I pull it out and you go, oh, okay, I believe you now. Or you you might just take, okay, I believe you. You might take my word for it. But some of you say, I don't believe you. Show me that $5. Oh, okay, I've seen it now. I believe Sometimes you will see things before you believe it. 
It happens. But we can still walk by faith in him. We love him even though we haven't seen him. Peter wrote that for us. And so I, I do love the Lord, and I believe in the Lord. I believe he can do anything. And because I have believed in him, I have seen a lot. And guess what? I've seen people, and I know, you know how I know some people are his? I've watched them be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. I've seen it happen. I saw it. Wow. But I believed it could happen before it ever happened. Because that's what he does. That's one way he marks us at salvation. And with salvation, that's how we know that we belong to him. Again, he, he did not just simply save us to save us. He saved us to save others, to reach others, to be a witness. Your witnesses, saith the Lord. That's it. <laughs> well, that one place, well, to just, you know, Put that on your refrigerator, and every day your witnesses say it, the Lord. We're supposed to be a witness of who he is and what he has done in our life. People should be able to see what he has done in our life. Jesus showed up to the people closest to him and said, look, this is what they did to me. It's me. And we should, even to the people who are closest to us, be able to show up and say, look, this is what Jesus did to me. It's still me. Hey, I can tell you, when, when the Lord got me on a Wednesday night, when I showed up to work the next day, it was me, but I, I was showing them some new marks. Because <laughs> I started telling them what had happened, and, they was like, and I started uh, saying things and, and quoting scriptures and doing stuff like that. I, mean, I mean, I'm like one day out of the water. And I'm like t- telling people about being baptized and repenting and, and the Holy Ghost getting on you and things like that. And they're looking at me like, this guy has been drinking before he, before he got to whatever he took before he got here today. Because uh, he's just, he, man, you know, but something was different. I was marked by that salvation. I couldn't keep quiet about it. I had to start telling people about it, what was going on. And, and they began to notice because... My daily routine at work changed. I wasn't that same person I was before. I wasn't talking about the things. I was sitting at my break, uh, reading my Bible and, and praying at my break times and things like that. And they were like, this dude, uh, man, he won't eat a Snickers bar without bowing his head. I mean, he's just like praying all the time, talking about Jesus, writing scriptures on boxes, just doing stuff. Everywhere. It's like everywhere he goes. But that's what happens. I was marked by the Lord, marked by the Lord, marked by the Lord. And we're going to be marked by him. And it's so somebody else can know something's going on. And so all Jesus was doing for Thomas is what he did for the others. Here's Here I am. It's me. He didn't even say Thomas was scared when he saw him. Hey, look, here I am. It's me. Here's my hand, here's my feet, here's my side, Thomas, my Lord and my God. It is true. I I believe. You need me to eat a piece of fish and honeycomb too? No, I'm good. (laughs) So he he was simply believing what Jesus had shown him just as Jesus had shown them over and over again uh, while he walked with them. He was always showing them something at that point, but he knew, I'm going away, and once I go, you're going to preach this gospel and you can't just be empty words. It'd be like Paul said, but it's also going to be in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. That's how people will know that something is happening. Jesus was marked by God for what he had done, and it was able to be a witness 
to others to help them believe. He was seen of above 500 people before he ascended up to heaven. And they had to see him. You know what they did? They, they watched him do things. He, st- he worked miracles after his resurrection. He did things after his resurrection. He taught them again after his resurrection. He did those things. He, you just pop into a room. All of a sudden, Jesus just, poof, appeared right here. How many people would be terrified? Because you don't know it's the Lord right off the bat. If something, a figure just showed up right here, right now. I can tell you, there'd be some screaming. (laughs) Some chairs getting knocked over. People fainting, running. And probably one of my security team will have his gun out. And he's going to turn around and say, it's the Lord. It's me, myself. He'd have to identify himself. You think you would just automatically, oh, that's Jesus. Well, you ever seen him? Well, I've seen a bunch of paintings. Well, guess you're going to be surprised if the only place you ever seen him was in a movie and he was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. <laughs> you know, so he's going to have to let us know this is him. And until he says it's him, I'm going to be backing up. <laughs> I'm just... But he was marked. They knew it. He, he identified himself. And, and he was marked by God for what he had done. He was obedient to the cross. The cross leaves marks on you. The Bible says he was obedient to the cross. We're supposed to be obedient to the cross. He said, take up the cross daily and follow me. The cross leaves marks. He's like, well, I'm going to get my cross and I'm going to cover it in some velvet. And I'm going to put me some a pillow up at the top so it don't hurt me. And we just... Strap me on there. We don't have to nail. No, you gonna you'll die on it just like he did. And so uh, you know, it's gonna leave marks. You you ever just carried something at work or something like all day long, and when you get home, you're gonna take a shower, pull your shirt off, and it's like all these lines and bruising right there. And you're like, man, where'd that come? Oh, I was carrying something. It leaves a mark. And when you carry the cross, it it leaves a mark. That others can see in your life. You walk different. I promise you, you'll walk a lot different with, with a cross on, in your life. You'll, you'll move different. You'll act different. You'll be different. And people will see who you are and what Jesus has done. It doesn't mean everybody's going to accept it or even love it or be grateful about what's going on in your life. They didn't. There was two things in, in his ministry. Either people believed him and worshipped him or they didn't believe him and they opposed him. I mean... It'll be the same way with us. Not that they would worship us, but they'll either believe us and say, wow, I want to know about this. Or either they're going to be like, man, I've seen fake people before. You're, you know, I don't believe all this stuff. I don't believe this God stuff. And that's, that's what they'll do. But Jesus, he did what he did for Thomas so Thomas could now be not faithless but believing. He showed him that, and then he said, now, be faithless, not believing. You've seen that I'm, I've resurrected. That was it. He, he needed to show the proof of his resurrection, and that was their first proof. He spoke to Mary outside the tomb. He called her name, and, and she realized it was him. He showed himself to her so she would believe that he was alive. She said, now go tell everybody. And, and he went to tell him. When he popped into that room the first time, Thomas wasn't there. He, knew, he wasn't going to wait till everybody was together. He showed up. There they were. I don't know where Thomas was at. Maybe he was shopping. I don't know. 
But he, he shows up. Here I am. I'm showing you that I am alive, like I said. I know you saw the empty tomb. I know you even heard an angel saying uh, that he's not here. He is risen. I said, all these things have gone on, but I need to show you. Oh, man, y'all are scared. And them thoughts that are popping up in your head right now. Hey, look, it's me. And he showed them it was him. He was just showing them the proof of the resurrection. That was the most powerful uh, life-altering mark. It, it was the seal of approval, the final greatest seal of approval on the ministry of Jesus was that resurrection. Because if he had not resurrected from the dead, Scripture says our faith is in vain. There's nothing. But this was uh, the fulfilling of Scripture that uh, you know, Jesus, his life was marked by the miracles he did because they were already written about him in prophecy. But now this resurrection would show the world that he was who he said he was. He was that Messiah. He was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He was what he said he was. I am the resurrection and the life. That's who I am. He's the first fruits from the resurrection. That's who he is. And so he had to show them that's who he was. So, so don't pick on Thomas anymore. He, he simply saw what everybody else saw. He, he had to see for the first time what it was. Very few of us, I think, have had our own backside of the wilderness, side of a mountain, just got converted out of thin air kind of experience. But somewhere we were in a church service where we saw somebody else. Somebody else prayed with you, prayed for you, worked with you, led you, invited you. Somehow, somewhere, there was a connection. You didn't just all of a sudden in the middle of the night, the Lord showed up and said, hey, I come to get you. Wow, there's a God? No, you, you heard. You know why? Because that's the way he designed it. He, from the day of Pentecost when God poured his spirit out and the church was actually birthed, and 3,000 souls were added that day. 3,000 souls were added that day because they believed. But they believed. What did they believe? They believed what they saw happening. Hey, there's about 120 people around here. First, Our first take is they were drunk. But then Peter said, they're not drunk as you suppose, but this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. And God has poured out his spirit, and now what you're hearing them speaking in these other tongues is the spirit of God giving them utterance. And so the, all this stuff combined, the preaching of the word and, and what they were seeing and witnessing happening, these 120 uh, faithful disciples, it's like... Some, this is real. That's why they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And he said, well, here you go. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost was so important in identifying them at that day. That's the Jews. That's how they accepted the Gentiles. When they were at uh, Cornelius at his house while Peter was preaching, said the Holy Ghost fell. They began to speak with other tongues. said, and, hey, we hear them just like it, just like it did with us. So, whoo, glory to God. He's granted repentance to the Gentiles, and, and they begin to see that God was doing. He God marked them too. He said because it fell on them just like it did on us at the beginning. And so, uh, the Spirit that, that moves in our life that God didn't give us the Holy Ghost just for us. I mean, it's mine. You can't have mine. It's, it's, you know, but what I'm saying is it should be Acts 1 and 8. And you shall be, or you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me. Starting in Jerusalem, but then 
Samaria and the other most parts of the world. You're, you're gonna, this is going to give you power to be a witness. Uh, people, you know, they may not believe it. They may not understand it, but it'll still be me. That's why don't let nobody teach you how to speak in tongues. That don't work. Hey, I got a little book for you. Here's a, you know, just read all these lines. And then when you're praying, start saying them. That's, you know, there's nonsense out there like that. The Bible says they spoke as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. You let the Spirit uh, lead you. And, and listen, if you can understand what you're saying, most likely you're not speaking in tongues. <laughs> if, you, if you can remember if it's something you read, or oh, let the Spirit uh, speak through you. That's the way he has marked us and done for us. He did this so that somebody else could come to him. God did that for us. He marked us with salvation. And so uh, don't let... Uh, you know, anybody, or, or don't let things that are so tragic in this world cause you to doubt. You know, like I said, we, we could find ourselves being Thomas very easily, not just taking somebody's word for something. Because, hey, I've, I've, I've seen this happen, so hmm, until I see different, I'm just going to not make a decision or, or whatever, you know. But Thomas said, I'm, I'm not going to believe he's, he's resurrected from the dead until I see proof of the resurrection. Well, the whole point in resurrecting was to show people he, the proof. He was going to show a, a group of people for a certain number of days. I did raise for the he, It wouldn't be a good thing. I'm going to resurrect from the dead and nobody ever see him. What if he had rose? What if he had rose from the dead and just? But I'm not going to ever show up and let nobody know or see. They just they'll always wonder: Did somebody steal his body? I know they said he rose from the dead, but he, and he said he was going to do it, but. You think he would have stopped by and said, hey, I'm, I'm out. But no, nothing. We didn't have anything. We didn't have nothing to go on. And if we start preaching Jesus rose from the dead, have you seen him? Well, no, but the tomb was empty. Yeah, we heard that. Somebody stole him. Yeah, no, I think he ro- You think he rose from the dead. But when you could say, I've seen him. I've handled him. I, I've talked with him. I've sat with him. I, I, let me tell you, I, I, I watched him. I, I saw him so many days after he resurrected. You know, he, he's, Jesus said, come here, handle handle me. Shake my hand. Come here, hug me. Do whatever you need to do. But know that here I am, flesh and blood, body. It is me. I'm the Lord. I resurrected from the dead. And now you'll be able to preach that with truth because you've seen it. And so that's why I've always said no, nobody, people may not believe you when you say certain things, but they can't ever change what you experienced and once you experience that salvation experience the lord hey they can't they can't change it i don't believe in that hey i don't believe in speaking in tongues wow okay i do why because it's happened i've experienced it it's it happened and um I didn't go to a class. I didn't have a book. I didn't have a teacher. There was no linguistics of telling me, hey, say this. This was not Rosetta Stone uh, teaching me how to speak in other languages. This was me uh, just yielding to the Lord. And next thing I know, the Spirit. Jesus said they that uh, believe on him should receive the Holy Ghost. He said it will be like rivers of living water. Rivers pouring out, moving out, issuing out. And so, uh, hey, you got to do more than just sing. I got the river of living water. Let it flow. Let it out. Receive it. And so that mark, that doesn't mean we walk around in town just speaking, you know, okay, I need to let everybody know I'm the Lord's. 
just take off speaking in tongues, and people's like, "You see that? You'll be on a viral video in a minute." You know, a group of people walking down the aisle at Walmart. Just, you know, oh, it's not how you do that, but yeah, you use wisdom, and um, uh, you, you, it's not. He didn't give it to us to market it and to make a make a show of it. But it's, uh, it's given to us so that we can show we are his, that we belong to him because we do belong to him. And he saved us so that others could see uh, we are his. Back in the book of Ezekiel, the Lord began to tell his people how they will be different once he puts his spirit within them. In Ezekiel 36... Um, before I give you the scriptures I gave you, I'm going to just read this one. In verse 27, he said, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. You'll keep my judgments and do them. You'll be different because I'm going to take away the stony heart and put a heart of flesh inside of you. You will begin to walk different because you'll be walking in my ways. People will see that. But in verse 33, he says, Thus saith the Lord God, In the day that I shall have cleansed you from all your iniquities, I will also cause you to dwell in the cities, and the waste shall be builded, and the desolate land shall be tilled, where it lay desolate in the sight of all that passed by. Everybody that came by saw this land is no good for anything, but they're going to say, after God gets through, this land that was desolate is become like the Garden of Eden, and the waste and desolate and ruined cities are become fenced, inhabited. He's not just talking about natural land. He's talking about a people. And then he said they're, they're going to be, uh, when their lives were ruined and desolate, now they're going to be like a paradise. They're going to be like the way I intended things to be in the beginning. He said, then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, build the ruined places and plant that that was desolate. I, the Lord, have spoken it, and I will do it. He said, I'm doing this so other people can see what I can do. I, the Lord, that's why when we watch him put together a life that has been ravished by drugs and alcohol and we see them, you know, he, he didn't just do that to save them. Sure, to save them and make their life better, but so that somebody else is also struggling with that. There's somebody that also, they're going to have what they think is a random encounter or, or conversation and they're going to be like, man, I'm really struggling with this, and this addiction's got me. And this person can say, well, you know what? That used to be me. No way. Uh, you just, I can, you know, yeah, that's what God did for me. And you can begin to tell somebody else, and they're like, man, but you look so put together, so good. And they can, maybe they could roll their sleeve up and show them scars from track marks, and maybe they can uh, begin to tell them, look, here's the things that happened to me, and, 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 but, but here I am today, uh, free and clean and things are going better because of what God did in my life. And they're like, wow, well, if he can do it for you, there you go. Uh, the Lord has spoken it. Uh, the Lord will do it. And he won't just do it for you and me, but he'll do it for anybody else. But he does it for us so other people will know that he can do it. We are his body. We are his instruments. And he did not uh, clean us up just so he can say, wow, look what I've got. He didn't clean us up to just set us on a shelf somewhere. If he was going to do that, he would just saved us, took, brought us on to heaven. I don't need any witnesses. Just, whoo, you're saved. Pow, get out of here. Now, we would have liked that. 
Sure. Oh, man, just go on and go. Sure. No, that's not. He said, oh, you're going to be a witness. You're going to show uh, who, who I am and, and what I've done. He, he marked that man that he uh, delivered from a legion of devils. He marked him. He marked him. He put his clothes back on him. Gave him his right mind. Well, the first thing they noticed, he's not cutting himself. He's not running around crying in the tombs. He's different. He's got his clothes on. He's in his right mind. He's sitting at the feet of Jesus. He's complete. It's him, but I can tell something's different because the way he's acting, the way he's behaving, and where he is now sitting at. Uh, people will be able to tell when God has done a work in your life. It should be obvious uh, to other people that God has worked in my life. Yeah, amen. Praise God. That's good. <laughs> That's good preaching, preacher. Come on. Listen, Paul wrote this to the church, 2 Corinthians. That's to the church in Corinth, to the saints, to the people that are called, already been baptized, already been washed. This is not something he wrote to those who are lost. He said, here I am writing to the church of the living God in 2 Corinthians 4 and 10. He said, we are always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus. You're going to be always bearing that. The dying, what he did, the sacrifice he made, you're, that's what carrying the cross. That's, you're going to bear that all the time, and you're going to do that so that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our, in our body. So in other words, you're going to stop living the life you lived before. Jesus died for your sins. He died to save you, to cleanse you. You're going to bear that in your body, but you're going to do that so that the life might be made manifest in our body, in this body. People ought to be able to see the life of Jesus in your body. They ought to be able to see what he done. Paul said, the life that I now live in the flesh, in this life, in this world, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The reason uh, all those uh, Jewish people could now see Paul defending Christ and preaching Christ and all these things, listen, it was because they could see it. It was evident in his life. And he was, uh, he was not ashamed. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I'm not ashamed of the marks that the gospel has left on me. I'm not ashamed of what people can say. I'm not ashamed. The gospel transformed me. I'm not ashamed that I don't drink anymore. I don't have to, when I get around friends of mine that I know, and I've got some friends of mine from high school and people I ran with and stuff. They still carry on just like they're still in high school. Don't know how they do it. Uh, but they still do that. And when I get around them, I don't, yeah, I don't drink no more. I don't have to, but I don't go up and say, hey, I don't drink. I don't, just, uh, they know by the way I am. They see that, but I'm not going to, if they were to say, hey, man, you want one? I'd be like, no, I don't, no, that's not me, bro. I don't do that no more. I'm not going to be embarrassed about saying I don't do that no more. <laughs> That's not who I am. I've been saved from that. I've been washed from those kind of things. I, no, I, hey, man, you want to hit this? No, I don't want to hit that. <laughs> no, I do not. I don't do that anymore. Why? Because the Lord delivered me from that. I mean, it's, it's just some of the marks that are in our body that um, we don't do those things anymore. And so when the Lord gives us that spirit, we become his we're, we're now his, uh, not to, to live just any old way. Uh, 
you're a good parent. You just don't let your kids you're raising up just live any old way. You know, they five, are they going to tell you what they're going to do? No, you, you raise them up, you train them up the way they should go, and, and uh, you know, they know whose they are, who they belong to. And Paul said that when we receive the Spirit, it is a witness that we have become his. In Romans 8 and 16, it says, the, uh, well, just back up, it says, for as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. But see, the Spirit, is when you have it, it is something people will see working in your life. It, it won't just be, oh, I said I've got it, but, oh, the life I live... If we do believe that we receive the Spirit, then we believe there is fruit of the Spirit. Jesus said, you'll know a tree by the fruit it bears. The Bible says we are trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. So trees going to bear fruit. That's being marked by if we're the planting of the Lord, then it'll be the fruit of the Spirit. And people will see that in our life. We have become His. We are not just uh, rambling around, acting like, we don't know what we're doing. We have become the Lord's, and people will know that. People will know that. Whoever, brother, if you want to come on to the music. And um, so be a witness. Be a faithful witness. Realize that uh, God has marked you and I for salvation. And he will use that. He used that testimony of those scars in his body to help his disciples have faith and believe to keep going on. I mean, again, if he never shows up, then who's going to say, now I need you to go tarry at Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high? How are they going to know to go wait and tarry? He had to do these things to instill faith in them to help bring salvation to the lost. That's the same way. Our testimony will help save somebody else. Your testimony will change somebody else's life. When I, you, know, you preach the word, it's going to do what it's, what, it, what it's set out to do. But one of the scriptures you know, talks about us, our testimony. And we need to be voicing our testimony to people, living out, and then live that testimony. Well, I thought you said God delivered you from that. Why are you still live your testimony after he, he does those things? And uh, you can stand with me this morning. You know, um, let me give you a little information about uh, Doubting Thomas. Doubting Thomas, if you want to call him that, left a pretty big mark on the world that actually continues today. In early church history, Thomas was the apostle to India. He arrived around A.D. 52, and then... Um, in the state of Kerala is in the southwest tip of the nation for two decades 20 years Thomas established several churches across southern India he was martyred in AD 72 in Chennai India but when in 1498 when Portuguese explorer Vasco da Gama landed in India he found Christian churches 
They had no idea anybody had even been there. These churches were those that were established by Thomas over 14 centuries earlier. 14 centuries earlier. His legacy continues in India today. There's a historic group of Christians that are spread across southern India, and they call themselves Thomas Christians. Old Dowden Thomas. So maybe it's time that we don't even call him that anymore. Just let that go. He, he left the mark on the world that's still going today, that people are still believing today. And so we need to concern ourselves with the marks that we're leaving in this life. The Lord has marked us. So what are we showing? Jesus showed what the cross did to him. Are we showing what the cross did to us? Or are we so self-conscious? You know, a lot of people today would, they'd probably put a little makeup on them scars and cover them up. Maybe put some gloves on. But I'm not ashamed of the marks that God has made in my life. I'm thankful for what the cross has meant to me. Come on, let's lift our hands together. Just love him for a moment. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you so much. We're thankful for your salvation. And Lord, I pray we'll be great lights and great witnesses in this world. And Lord, this world will see the marks, Lord, that you, you, your, your salvation, your gospel has made in our lives, in our bodies. Help us today, God, to embrace that cross, to carry it daily, Lord, to shine our light before men. Lord, we want to see others saved, and I know, God, you'll use us to do that. Let us be people to encourage others in the faith. We ask it in Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. Give him one more hand clap. Give him another shout this morning. He's worthy of it. Hallelujah. God, we praise you this morning. We thank you this morning. Glory to God. All right. Let's find a place to pray before the next service. Looking forward to God just blessing our hearts. God bless you in Jesus' name.